really dope. Mm-hmm. Well, send me his Instagram. Jordan, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to sit on it. I'm just playing. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> big energy, big energy, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. I already know how litty this episode's going to be. My girls got their drink. They both came looking like they not of age for this episode, but I assure everybody that they are. Lisa look 12. Sharonza look like mid-20s. So, you know, here I am looking like the substitute teacher over here. But it's all good. It's all good. I love y'all. It's giving. It's always giving, honey. Y'all showed up and I appreciate it. Welcome everybody to the gift of Gab. I am your host, Gab. I know it's been a minute. Actually, it has not been a minute. I gave y'all an episode last month or something like that. It was kind of scratchy, itchy, little, you know, but we made it through. But yo, I got two of my favorite guests with me today. I got a first timer. And I got a repeat. So I'm going to start with the first time in here. Big Pat. What's up? What's going on? Hey, happy to be here. You already know what's going on. Ready to break down these, ooh, these 30 ooh. somethings, girl. You have me thinking hard, girl. That's what I'm talking about. Big energy. To the, to the point, at one point, it brought me to tears. I was like, Lord, let me stop. Let me stop thinking about my 30s. <laughs> Crying too, Lisa. Yes, I was like, let me think. Of, let me stop thinking about it. And next, we it got was, the repeat. Little... My girl, my sister wife. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> Welcome back, Eden the artist. What's going on? Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, girl. Um, nothing good. much. All the art back there, I love it. Huh? I said all the art back there, I love it. Thank you, thank you. I'm working on some stuff, of course. But other than that, it's always good over here in my neighborhood, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Again, thank y'all both for joining me on today's episode. So to to kick things off, let me tell y'all out there. Today's episode is called God Bless These 30-somethings. We all in our 30s, right? Possibly not Lisa, but we all in our 30s. And, you know, I just, this is something that, you know, looking forward to my 30s and like my 20s, I didn't really know what to expect. And now that I'm in it, I want to know how the other women around me feel. So let's kick things off, okay? So first off, if y'all ladies don't mind, I'd like for y'all to share y'all age. I'll start off. I'm 33. I will be 34 in about a month. I'm 32. I'll be 33 next year, April. I'm 33. I'll be 34 next year, January. All right. So we, y'all, we knee deep in our 30s. So what we finna talk about, this ain't just no, we just hopped in here. We know what we talking about. It's <laughs> meat over here. <laughs> so I want to start off with, my first question is, when you were growing up, what did, what things did you hear from other women around you about aging? And I'm going to start off. On, on this one, because growing up for me, like I remember my mom being in her thirties or however, and she was like an old woman. No shade, my auntie, love you, but thirties. Like I just remember the ladies in their thirties when I was growing up. It was like midlife, like life is about to be over. Like they were way more adult than we were. Because all of us in this this podcast right now, we childish, y'all, and I didn't see that yeah. with the women growing up. <laughs> 
Very childish. So with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with eating the artist. Eating the artist. What what were the ladies around you talking about when you were a young kid and, and they were aging? Honestly, a young kid and older people, like in my childhood, we weren't allowed to sit around older women talking one. So it was more so about what we saw them doing. My mom, my mama was hanging out. She was traveling, um, working and traveling. We spent a lot of time with my grandparents if we weren't traveling with her, but it was very rare that we went out of state because nine times out of 10, we had school, we had sports, we had some other engagement that we didn't go. Um, But they weren't as, or I don't remember them being as ambitious as the Mm. lady like we are now. Like, I don't remember them having second jobs or second or side hustles or things that we're doing now while working and being mothers. I don't remember, I don't remember that at all. It was just, you find a job that pays decent, get you a man and that's it. That's like, you know, (laughs) happily ever after. Hmm? I say, hey, you some children, perm your little girls, hell, that's it, that's all. <laughs> Big Pat, now, I know you had a totally different experience, because your mom is still very young. Yeah, so, so but the thing is, life forced um, my mom to grow up kind of fast. So, um, her immediate family and mother and, and you know, uncles and everything a lot of them succumb to um substance abuse and addiction Mm -hmm. so a lot of times she took the you know load of my great-grandmother so she kind of took over the house you know at that at, at a young age she was already um taking care of the household like the head of the household so in her 30s that's pretty much what she was exhibiting however she was still like fun and and loving like she always had activities and things like that for us to kind of like keep us from out of grown folks stuff but me being me I was always snoopy and I was always just in stuff that I didn't supposed to be so it's certain things I used to see and then I would just bring it up at the at the wrong time too and I would (laughs) get in trouble for it but I mostly just saw her like trying to um build herself up and just make sure um she was taking care of us and she took on the role as being a mother figure to um her brother that was battling addiction one of his sons so it was a total of three of us that she had to make it happen for so I mostly saw her in her 30s push through and honestly Mm. it didn't make me um want to get to my 30s I was like because at at 30 it's no way I don't, I don't want to be doing that. That's right. not, or, you know, that's not how I want to be feeling. Like I, I you know, mm-hmm. I'm dedicating my full life to kids and, and don't get me wrong. I have kids. I love my kids. I love, right. you know, but I want that time for me to be me and, you know, enjoy. And I didn't see her do that, honestly, until she got in her forties, honestly. Yeah, I didn't. And what's crazy is like my mom, ever since I was like, little kid my mom was always church 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 so I didn't see my mom in her like I came along and I like what I remember she was in her late 30s early 40s I didn't see her have fun I didn't see her date 
I didn't see her um, living, you know? Right. So that actually, um, that brings up my next question. It was a great segue. So as 30 was approaching for y'all, and Lisa, I'll let you start here because you actually segue to this. So as 30 was approaching, what was life like for you? What was going through your mind? Like you were like 28, 29, you like, damn, 30 around the corner. What, what were you thinking? What's going on? So around that age, I was in total transition. Like I had started my healthcare um, business. In the middle of me starting my healthcare business, I went to my nine to five one day and it was just closed down. No pay, no, you know, with two kids. Um, at 28, I went back to my mother's house. Like I went back home and had to totally start over like the end of my 20s. And I'm probably going to backtrack a lot to compare my 20s to 30s. I feel like I gave my 20s away to everybody, you know, like I feel like I I was trying to, you know, like in high school, oh, at 25, I want to be engaged and get ready yep. to marry with kids. Like I would, I had that mindset until I got to 28, 29. And then I'm a single mom of two with two girls. I got to start over completely yeah. and then try to um, start a business and just be a successful um, businesswoman. Um it was so much going through my mind. I was in school again, too, at the same time. So it was so much. Um, at one point, I was just stressed at one point. just. So, so you were thinking, like, here comes 30. I'm starting over. I'm at my door, and I'm back at square one. And I'm back. Yes, I got these kids. There's no, no, no men around consistently to, you know, yeah pick up um my slack I gotta figure it out and I gotta figure it out fast before these girl these these are gonna be women to yeah. before they get to the point where they're seeing my fuck ups and I didn't want them to see me knee deep in failing that's that's what I felt like I was failing at that time so I was like it's crunch time like yeah. I gotta do what I gotta do before these girls see me, I, I can't tell them I ain't got it. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't go to the next person. All I have really is my mom, you know, and the people yeah. around me, my immediate family for support. So though around that time, I was in full, tra full transition, full transition. Yeah. What about you, Eden? What was, what was in your head? 28, 29, you approaching 30. What's going on? Okay. So mine is actually a little bit different from Lisa's. Cause I'm single. I don't have any kids. So my twenties, I spent living my best life. I was hanging out in my twenties, baby. Um, I have, I'm one of those free spirited people, right? So I, I've got, oh, you, you broke up on us. It's in my life to where I don't really care about and not if that makes sense. So you woke I would up on us go from job bit. to job in my 20s whenever I felt like it moved. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> can you hear me now? You're a little delayed, but we can we can hear you. Okay. So um, I would quit a job whenever I felt like it. I would move wherever I felt like it. I was just so like unattached mm. for, lack, for lack of better words to anything. You know, I, if I went to work and they pissed me off, fuck y'all, I, I, I ain't coming back. Bye. And I'm you know? But as I started getting to my 28, 29, I started to realize that 
like Lisa said in high school, I used to say I want to have kids by this age and I want to be married by this age and I don't have any of those things and I want kids and you know the older you get your chances of having a complicated pregnancy go up you know what I'm saying so now it's more I was more so of like I have to figure out what I'm going to do I have to settle down I have to stay in one place I have to make myself available to have what it is that I'm saying that I want you know what I'm saying so I have to start planting some roots somewhere because right now I don't have any roots <laughs> I still feel like I can go wherever I want to go you know Absolutely. what I'm saying Absolutely. so um that part kind of started making me feel a little bit depressed you know because I felt like never gonna find a man because Every time I find a dude that I like, you know, we get a six, seven months, maybe a year, year and a half, and then that's it, you know? Yep. And it was like, it was depressing, you know? It was really depressing for me. Then I got to my 30s, and I started getting my life together, and now I feel like I love it here, you know? I, listen. I love it. <laughs> yes, I, that's what I'm talking about. I love it here. And I, I think I shared similar experiences, you know, with matters of the heart and of the mind with you, Sharonza, because I was like in my mid-20s already like, damn, I gotta hurry up and get married. I gotta hurry up and have babies. Like I, I gotta hurry up and do this. And that's how I ended up in a fucked up marriage. And you know, just feeling like I had to hit these milestones before I hit 30. Because one of the things that went through my mind is, oh yeah, about you know, when you're in your mid-30s, you know, they say um you're more likely, or it's, I won't say more likely, there's a, there's more of a chance for you to have high risk pregnancies and this and that. And I, I, I was like thinking in relationship terms, like, damn, like I want a dude that I can have 40, 50, 60 years with like my grandparents had, you know? So there was a lot of depression heading up to 30. There was a lot of anxiety heading up to 30. There was a lot of unknowns heading up to 30. And somewhere in my mid-20s, Lisa, I had to move back with my mother, which was like, for me, was not, that was not good. That was not where I wanted to be or needed to be. But I was like, trust me. Girl, I was in that transition of like, okay, you know what? Like 30 is a whole different ballgame. People give you grace in your 20s because they know you're still stupid and you're trying to figure it out. <laughs> But when you hit 30, they're like, no, you are grown, grown. Like, right. You got to figure this out. And I just was like, I was trying to run away from the thoughts that I was having. I was trying to run away from life approaching my 30s. Like, what am I going to do? I didn't figure it out in my 20s. And let me just say to the 20-year-olds out there that may be watching, you don't have to have it figured out. In your no, 20s. no. I think I can speak for us all when I say we are in our 30s. And there is a lot of stuff that we just figuring out. Right. Or still don't know. Or still don't know. <laughs> so what were you, what were y'all, and either one of y'all can take it first. What were y'all expecting or wanted headed into your 30? You were 29. Let, let me put you here. You're 29. Next year, you about to be 30. What did you expect or what did you want when 30 came? So for me, um, I wanted peace. I wanted um, stability. Um, I just wanted some some calm in my life. I felt like 
my 20s was just like a ruckus. I partied my early 20s um, up until, of course, I had my my oldest. But then in that time, you know, you have to kind of divide it. You have to have your personal life and then you want to be a mother. You have to find that happy medium and that balance. So then mid to late, I ended, I, I had Kaylin. So by that time, like, life just not even going in the same way that I thought so by the time I'm like when I hit 30s I don't give I really don't give a fuck who here who not here who you know I just want this is exactly what I want I want calm I want peace I want stability I want to be able to do what I got to do provide how I want to provide um the flexibility um I want to get up and go when I want to get up and go and still make good money like I want to be able to go and get my kids I want to take a vacation like my boss doing the holidays I don't want to be at your job while you somewhere on the boat exactly all of that kind of stuff was kind of rolling through my mind and then me knowing like it's it's just me and my daughters it just kind of was like you know like I said it's do or die at this point once you hit 30 you gotta kind of you you should be figuring it out like so yeah, I was just praying for peace and calm and just like, Lord, whoever ain't for me right now, just remove it, please. Yes. Un- uncross these paths. What about you, Eve? So I'm pretty much the same. Um, I was praying for, or I was hoping to get clarity, um, peace, financial stability, freedom, um, more positive energy. Yes. Um, let's see. Did I say stability? Yes. Um, because it's very important. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) So in my twenties, like, like I said, I was living my best life, but it was just no type of organization, no nothing. Whatever. I felt that's what I did. If I didn't want to go to work, hey, hey, um, cap, I ain't coming in today. <laughs> and bitch, I, I was at the prison in the parking lot and called out and went to Miami one day. Like I was just so spontaneous in my twenties. I saw so much money in my twenties, y'all. And when I look back and just realize all the things that I did, all the stuff that I spent money on, and yo. My bank account didn't even have $20 in it, yo. Girl! <laughs> so, stop. At 28, I was t- calling my sister or texting my sister to ask her for money so that I could make a bill so that my account wouldn't go into the negative because then I was going to have, have to ask for the money I needed and the $35. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. when I sat down and I looked at myself and I was like, and then what was more funny is that I was still out here acting like I was living my best life. That's crazy. Right. It's crazy how you have to ask for gas to go to work. Like, bitch, right. You you know, know, I wanted to go out. <laughs> right. Didn't need the gas to go to the club, but I needed to get to work. You know what I'm right. saying? 
And so when I started looking at the stupid decisions I was making and how I was inconveniencing everybody else in my life who worked so hard to get what they needed. My mom was battling her own thing and I'm still calling her with bullshit. My sister got her husband and they were working on whatever they got going on. And I'm fucking with them because I'm making bad decisions. Like I had to take a look at myself because I'm also one of those people that hate for people to come bothering me when they done made a dumb decision. Yeah. So how can I be the pot calling the kettle black? You know what I'm saying? I I remember my sister telling me one time, she said, Gabby, she said, at some point, people are going to get tired of taking care of your needs and you are taking care of your wants. Right. See, it's much easier for people to help you with your wants sometimes when they see that you are taking care of your needs. Yep. But I can't keep making sure you have lights on. I can't because, see, I got to make sure my house has lights on. And and that's where I was at that time. I was like, because my big sister is my best friend. She has been a very integral part of my becoming the woman that I am and continuing to be. And she's always been money savvy. She's always been. Um, savvy with like life because of how we grew up now we didn't grow up extremely poor so I'm not even gonna paint that picture but we grew up poor we grew up on section eight we grew up on getting food stamps we grew up on sometimes my mama had to go get Christmas presents from um the migrant people for us we grew up you know kind of you know in the thick of it and my sister's mind it was like I never want to be in that position again so let me get myself together in my 20s that way I can thrive in my 30s I was on something else. I was like, F that. I ain't grow up with these shoes. I couldn't wear them. I couldn't have them shoes when I was little. I'm getting them now. I don't yeah. care what that light bill got going on. I'm getting these shoes. <laughs> so I listen, I can girl and talk about an overdraft. I used to overdraft at one bank, take all the money, the max I could take out and take it to the other bank. <laughs> listen, I used to go to work, go to work. I used to get off at 1130. Have my friends, my roommates already have my club clothes um out laid out on the bed because they already dressed and ready to go. Have my club clothes laid out, sis. Put my club clothes on so we can make it to the club before 12. Then went to work, got got paid that Friday. Why I'm calling Mickey Monday to pay my rent. Yep. I I did it so many times till one day she say, Oh baby, you got to come home today. I'm sorry. You can leave all that shit down in that room. I, I <laughs> have everything. Don't the grown meter feel like, damn, I might not be grown no more. My mom yeah. said, I, gotta come I, I love a whole room, bed, TV, clothes in the closet, and I'll just come on, come on, let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. And that was, that was a life altering moment for me, too. That was like my early 20s. And yeah. she was like, no, you're not going to be going to work to go out, and then you call it me and your dad to pay your bills. Your yeah. simple wheels too. So you just want to hang out. Girl. <laughs> Listen, I remember. So this isn't in my questions, but we kind of touched on it a little bit. And I wanna wanna hear y'all, because Sharonda has touched on it a little bit. Y'all, I had like 10, 15 jobs in my 20s. One year I got like eight W2s. Cause I used to quit them people shit. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I at least gave him a year. And I used to be like, oh, I'm waiting on another W2. My mom used to be like, damn, you want another W? Like, damn, you know that. 
that. And then I remember at one point in time, like me, I quit it. I would quit a job and then I would quit so much to the point where I started lying and saying I got fired. Then I got a fake crying shit on the phone on the way home. Dumb ass. Just dumb shit. <laughs> like, yeah, they done let me go. Damn well, I done went in them people shit. In. Well, I ain't even went in. I done been in the parking lot the whole time. Done, done smoked and gathered my thoughts. Like, yeah, I ain't going back in. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't yeah. going back Yeah, that ain't the place for me, G. Mm-mm. And used to be ready, though, to go out to the club when Friday came and be thinking, like, damn, I ain't got no food in the fridge. Listen, let me tell you something. Now, that's one thing I used to do. I kept me a friend with a whole family because they got to cook for that whole family. Oh, that was me. That was me when I lived in Lake Worth. Like I kept, I, I, I had, um, and Lord, that's when I realized too. I, that's when I really realized the white privilege. I had, a, oh my God, like for real, for real. Um, <clears throat> I had white friends. One with the FIU. She only had a class like right at PBCC. That's how I met her. Her dad would su- supply all the. He knew we wasn't of age. He would supply all the liquor and weed. The dad would go and get it. Make sure we had all the food. Just so you can be right there at the house. Which was smart. But then when you think about it, you like, damn, they were setting us up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. For like the like failure if if you didn't know better. Yep. Thank God I came from where I came from to where I know like this is mm-hmm. only temporarily for me. This won't probably be my outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me go to the next question now. Okay. Whoever want to take this first can take it first. So this is kind of a three-part question. When 30 hit, how did you feel? Did you have a eureka moment? Did you feel any kind of change, like emotionally, spiritually, physically? Like when when your 30th birthday hit, what what happened? Um, so for my 30th birthday. I think I kind of had my eureka moment at 29 when I had like $18.77 in my account, you know? Um, So I kind of started preparing myself. You know, I started saving money. I started, because I was working as a social worker then. And I was making good money then. I was working hella hard, but I was making really good money. So I started saving, you know, I got my account to a place that I was comfortable with within that year. Um, I quit that job because it was stressful. Um, <laughs> Did your last job That was probably my eureka moment. Boom, it's this, this the last job I'm going to quit. And then the- <laughs> yeah, honestly. No, it was my second to the last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I woke up one morning, did the same thing Lisa did, rolled me a blunt, smoked. I drove all them, them people equipment to that building, set it right on my supervisor's desk, got my stuff out my cubicle, and kept it moving. It was like 5 o'clock in the morning. Girl, please, bye. Oh, you were tired, tired at 5 in the morning. <laughs> we too soon, baby. <laughs> I'm talking about it was 5 o'clock in the morning. I was dragging my little mini fridge out my cubicle, bitch. <laughs> okay so um so yeah so I kind of got rid of the stress that I had going on I was I was moving into a new place then that's when I moved over to Pinellas County um so it was it was like a zenful transition for me 
I was really, really thankful. Honestly, I think me and you had had a conversation, Gabby. We sat down and talked about it because I think you were like, the light bulb just clicked on for you. She was like, Shranza, at 30, the light bulb is going to click. And so I just kind of took heed to what you said and tried to get myself ready for it. I talked to some other people, you know, my sisters, my cousins, and I was just in the in the moment trying to prepare myself for what I wanted in my 30s. What about you, Big Pat? So soon as 30 hit, it's kind of like, that's when I realized, like, I gave my 20s, you know, pretty much away. Hanging out, you know, and gave it to people, you know, just gave it away to people, you know, didn't really do any anything really with full substance until the end of my 20s. You know? mm-hmm. um, so once I hit 30, it was kind of like, that's when I got selfish, really, with me, my time, like, everything around me like I became very dismissive like of fuckery like for real for real because I kind of felt like okay at this point like I know exactly who I am I know my full potential even if I'm not reaching my full potential right now in this moment I know exactly who I am I know exactly what I want to do how I want to do it so and, and me knowing me I know you and then I know my surround I know every pretty much now everything comes full circle at that point it's kind of like you either gonna get this shit right or you just you just gonna be a fuck up and it and it just I just cannot fathom my kids looking at me fail like I I just cannot set my kids up for the real world and and not see me like grinding and like knowing like you know my my mom paved the way I really want it to be easy for them I really want whatever I'm doing right now to stick to the point to where they don't have it as hard yeah but if they do they prepare because they don't watch my ass work hard you know that's the thing that what Lisa just said for me it was like since I know I don't have kids nine times out of ten I'm having kids in my 30s if I'm having you know what I'm saying right so I want to make sure that I'm in a place to where my kids don't have to see a lot of the things that I saw they don't have to see a lot of the things that I had to do to get to where I am you know what I'm saying you gotta fully accommodate your when they growing up you kind of got to make it easy because then Mm -hmm. when it get hard they're gonna come running back to you yeah or you know example for what you know what happened so if you haven't prepared them and that and then that's all really that I thought about so once my 30s hit it was kind of like I'm selfish like with my time with whatever I'm I'm doing whatever I want to do and with my kids I can tag them along if I wanted to I don't got to come to your job every day if I don't want to I can still make you hundreds of thousands of dollars from from right here in my office I don't want to come to your job every day sometimes I want to work right here and be in the comfort of my own home with my children and I don't have to you know so certain things I kind of like just started strategically planning like this is what I want to do for 30 on till till now this is what I'm this is what I'm doing these are the people I want to be around this is the energy I want to bring around like no dysfunction no dysfunction that's huge and I so when 30 hit for me I began the process of unraveling Mm -hmm. because for so long, just like you, Lisa, 
I lived my life for everybody else. Yep. Or I gave so much of me gave so much. to you everybody else. To people. And I, when 30 hit, what really hit me was I wanted to heal. I had been carrying around the weight of my sexual abuse from when I was five, six years old. And here I am turning 30, still carrying that weight of not healing from what happened to me as a little girl. So 30 said, okay, either you finna start the process of healing and it's not going to be easy. A lot of things are going to unravel in your life to what you thought was true is going to prove to be not true, or it might just be true, but you are about to unravel in a way that you have never unraveled before. And quite frankly, I had never seen anybody unravel before because as black women, we have always been taught, be strong, be a strong black woman. So hold it all in. Hold it all in. Hold it together. So I also went a spiritual unraveling which was very tumultuous to me because I grew up very very southern Christian I grew up in the church every time Monday Wednesday Friday Saturday Sunday I was there and my outlook on the way I worshiped and believed in God was questioned because I said do I want to keep believing like this do I want to keep living the life that I was taught to live or do I want to see what's out there and physically I think I got finer. I ain't even gonna lie. I was fine enough. But bitch, I feel like I'm fine, fine in my thirties. Like I feel like you. I feel like I feel like And then you know your body. You know what I like about my thirties too. Like I, I, I don't want to teach you how to explore my body, but I know, like I know my body. Like I know what I like. I know what I like. You know what I'm saying? I know what I don't like. Like and um rejection you know how you would you know how you would um be so careful with rejecting guys with the oh you know we'll see we'll when you hit 30 it's like no bitch no no I don't want to go to lunch with you no I don't want you to go no leave me alone it's like like, no bullshit you don't you and and that's what that 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 was monumental for me peace I wanted that peace I wanted that stability I wanted to not be on the manhunt anymore like who am I gonna settle down with who am I I want to need somebody somebody to be here with me I need somebody to I need I didn't want that I didn't want that at all so when 30 hit let me tell y'all I really started my um therapy and that first year of 30 was hell i might i don't know how i looked on social media but i was going through it at home okay trying to unravel all these pieces of me that i didn't know existed or i had dismissed or somebody else had taken it from me and i had never asked for it back so 30 came and 30 was like okay now we don't ask for permission we just do what we want to do. Right. Now, I don't ask for permission to be me, to show up as me. Exactly. I don't ask for permission on jobs anymore. If I got to take a day off, I'm telling you, hey, I'm taking this day off. I'm not yeah. asking you anymore. See, I asked in my 20s. I asked yeah. as a young girl. I'm not <laughs> asking anymore. Period. Mm-hmm. So, like, hey, I won't, hey, I won't be here tomorrow. I'm just letting you know. Exactly. I don't got no PTO slip. I haven't filled out a PTO slip since 2018. 
What what you say? I ain't hear you. I don't even text them the day before. I text them that morning. Hey, ain't coming. <laughs> yeah. I I just say I haven't filled out a PTO slip in since 2018. Yeah. I nope. just did that Wednesday, bitch. Mm -mm. mm -mm. I just I, say no. Yeah. And I've learned one 30 has also, or I should say 33 taught me to value my alone time. Oh. Okay. Like the pandemic has been a blessing and a curse. Yes. When 33 hit, I, I turned 33 during the pandemic. And I always try to challenge myself, like, what's next? What's what do we want to learn in this next year? What are we trying to accomplish? I wanted to learn how to be with myself. Yeah. I didn't be with myself 20 something you always with your friends you're yeah. always hanging around somebody and you got kids you're yeah. with your kids I wanted to learn how to be okay with it yeah. just being get comfortable with being alone with, get comfortable with it and enjoy being enjoy alone. It. yes like you know how, how much I enjoy going out to eat and I can run up a tab just for me just for me Sit at that bar, have my drinks, ain't really got to be bothered with nobody. Nobody. Know how I feel to come home and take you a long bubble bath and just in peace and quiet. Don't even turn my TV on. Don't turn on not one light in the house other than the bathroom light. Just complete silence and peace. And it's important to have people around you that acknowledge that too. My mom, I love my mom for that because she... A lot of times she'll be like, Lisa, I'll get your kids today. When you get off, you go home and relax. Go home and relax. Or she'll be like, I'm going to get your kids for the weekend. You just chill. Whatever you was trying to do, even even if you weren't trying to go out, just just stay home. Just just lay around, you know. So I, it's important to have people around you like that. But you know what my dad told me that stuck with me? He was like, once you hit 30 or hit your mid-30s, he was like, you're going to declutter everything around you. Yes. And not just um, the materialistic stuff. He yeah. said, you're going to declutter people. You're going to get rid of people. He was like, people are going to fall out of your life like yeah. when you least expect. And he was like, some people that you least expect because you've been around them for a long time. And he was like, it's going people Yes, that's what he said. He told me that. And he was like, so you better be prepared because your 30s, you're going to do a lot of decluttering and real like self-realization of, of certain things that you, you really didn't pay attention to in your 20s because mm -hmm. you was living haywire. Now your 30s, Right. He's like, now at your 30s, you sit down and realize what's going on around you. You're going to start decluttering. And that's mm -hmm. that's very true. Uh, Sharonza, did you have any um, anything to say about decluttering? Because you were coming in. But I couldn't hear you. Well, I, I'm just agreeing because I feel the same way. Um, I was I've always been one of those kind of a peaceful type of person. You gonna, if you're going to get on my nerves, you're going to get out of my face. That's it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like going to like bars and stuff like my alone time is more so spent at the beach I, I like going to or I'll go deer hunting you know I go I literally take a trip deer hunting every single year to she took me yet y'all let me put it out there shit I want to do that I'm <laughs> 
I just want to watch. I don't even want to know. She was in the woods one time on the phone with me like, bitch, I'm trying to get Bambi ass. I'm like, bitch, get off the phone go shoot. Shit, I just want to be out there with the gear on. Listen, and I don't care if I don't shoot nothing or shoot at nothing. It's just the, the thought of being in the in nature by myself. I can hear animals. I can hear birds. I can hear other people shoot. I can just be at peace and at one with God's creations. And um, like Gabby, Gabby, you touched on your spiritual journey. And I took a spiritual journey of my own because um, I, I was like you. I wasn't in church as much as you. But my grandparents and my mom are very, very big on Southern Christian values as well. Um, but when I moved here to Tampa back in 2013, and I found a church here that I used to go to faithfully, and the pastor just rubbed me wrong. Mm. And then, that's a whole nother story, y'all. We're going to need a whole nother podcast for that oh, one. We got right, one of the podcasts to come up, so y'all might have to come back. Yeah. Because, girl, yeah, I mean, I can unpack that for real, yeah, for real. Yeah, that, that needs to be unpacked in yeah. level. But, um, yeah, so that pastor just rubbed me wrong. So I was searching and searching, and I went to another church. No, that pastor rubbed me wrong. And then, you know, I, I started seeing, like, different stories in media about pastors doing certain things. And it was just like, for me, I was just like, WTF, like if this is what being a Christian is, if this is what following God is, I don't know if I want to follow the same God y'all following. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I decided, you know, I talked to my cousins. I'm sorry, what'd you say, boo? No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't want to cut you off. Sorry. So um, yeah, so I talked to my cousins and my sister, and we decided to start our own Bible study where we're still studying the Holy Bible, but we're interpreting it together rather than letting somebody tell us what this Bible is supposed to be saying to us. You know what I'm saying? And it's a more open, it's a a very, very judgment-free zone. It's open, it's 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 um it feels so much different than going it, in church and weighing other people's yeah. energy on you. Yeah. It does. And you know, it's it's human, you know, and, and I'm not I'm not promoting in any way, shape, or form that people, you know, be worldly when they're dealing with God. But right. what I am saying is that we are people of right. the world. You know what I'm saying? So there are times when we don't know how to express ourselves except for saying a certain word or using a certain type of, you know, language. And right. that's okay in our Bible study. You don't get looked that crazy because you said damn or because you're so passionate about the story that you're telling about what happened at work that you said this bitch got on my nerves. You don't get looked that crazy for saying that in our Bible study. And we will have an episode. Let me just say y'all are more than welcome back because I do have a planned episode for religious talk and I have not gotten any guests yet. So y'all are definitely welcome back. So I would love to be in that. I would love to. More than welcome. So so yeah, so I mean, it sounds like we all kind of did the same thing at 30. We kind of unraveled a little bit. We had to break apart to come back together. Now, uh, Lisa kind of Lisa kind of started into this way. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, but you said something that made me think of a quote. I literally just wrote it up on my board at work. It says, "Sometimes the rebreak hurts more than the initial break." 
Hmm. It's very true. That's, That's why this episode was so important to me. And I wanted to have two women that I knew were going to keep it 100 mm-hmm. because there are like, as a woman, there are some really cute things, beautiful things about being, being a woman, mm-hmm. especially a black woman on top of that. But there are some things that we need to share with each other to say, you are not alone in the way you think, the way you feel. You are not alone. We have all been there in some shape, form, or fashion. That's why I was very passionate about getting this episode out because I can remember in my 20s, it wasn't so easy for me to connect with other women about the things I had been through because we didn't want to talk about it. We didn't want to talk about our sexual abuse, yeah. even though I knew most of my friends had had some type of sexual abuse throughout their lifetime. We didn't want to talk about it because we were ashamed. Of it. it was not something that we wanted out there. We didn't talk about like, girl, do you feel like you're in a rush to get married? Girl, do you feel right. like you're in a rush to have like we didn't talk about those things. We kind of talked about them in a jovial sense. Right. But we didn't really talk about how the they were dark side of it. Yeah, how they were affecting our heart and our minds. How it weighs on you. It does. It, it weighs. Does. It, it it really does. So want to uphold this? You want to uphold this image for your family and every and just imagine all the women in your family married, and then here you come, single Sally. You know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, what are you, you know? And then with me, I've been around, I've been around somebody that um, questioned um, me about me having two kids and not being married. And it made me so, so, so uncomfortable. But at at that same time, I was around my dad and he can see that I was getting uncomfortable with the lady and was about to say something inappropriate. And he pulled me aside and was like, you know what, you know, you just got to pray for certain people. But I've been questioning a lot of times about um, where I am in my um, relationship status, not even where I am as an individual. Yes, and I'm like, damn, bitch, you know, part, like, damn, yeah, I got two kids. I'm a single mom. Damn. Damn. Like, it's so many more layers than yes. what you are looking at with people. And I hate when people do that, but I feel like it just comes with um, you aging. You know what I'm saying? And then you being around those women that are around you that are living a total different life. So they are depicting or I wouldn't even say depicting they're projecting themselves on you and it's like no baby that wasn't my 24 hours and just as much as you get questioned about why you have kids and aren't in a relationship I get questioned about why you don't have kids why don't you why aren't you and I'm like but why first of all let me let me put this out there let me say to anybody watch man woman otherwise I don't care it is disrespectful it is rude to ask a woman why she does not have kids. Yes. That is one of the most heartbreaking questions to ask a woman, especially a woman who has tried and failed or who cannot have kids. Don't ask women that. Let us say it. I, let me tell you, and, and I know it was meant in, in, in good fashion, but on the other podcast that we've done, you know, before Lisa, when Mother's Day came up and everybody was like, you know, but you're, you know, but Gabby, you're kind of mother-esque. That was heartbreaking to me. 
because I've had my struggles with trying to have kids and I wasn't fully in a place to be receptive of, I get why they're doing it, but it doesn't hurt any less. Right. So I'm just saying like people out there, they ask, Gabby, why you ain't got no kids? You don't know if my shit work and I'm struggling with it. Don't do that. So my 30s has taught me because in my 20s, it would be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm young. I, I'm, you know, I made up some excuse to get past it. In my 30s now, I just say, why the fuck is it bothering you? Right. Stay out and of I, my business. See, that's what 30 brought. Now I'm unapologetic, you know. That's what it is. I think it's more so of our response to it now in our 30s. Yep. Because we're more unapologetic about it. Because yeah. the, the question... It doesn't bother me, but it does kind of trigger an emotion for me because I do want kids. You know what I'm saying? So, but in the but it's still like it still makes you think like, damn, should I be having kids? But then why would you want kids when? I mean, why would you be in a rush to have kids when you're not in a relationship? You're not like that's what it is. And so for me, it's not necessarily that I'm in a rush. Right. So, and I think that's why the, the the question doesn't bother me more because I've I've gotten to a place where I can say, well, I don't have kids because I'm not a wife, and I would like to be a wife before I'm a mother. I haven't met the man that I'm comfortable with having kids with because I'm not just gonna have kids with anybody just to say I got kids. You know what I'm saying? So, and when I start breaking it down to people, listen, just because you're in a relationship, that don't mean you're in a happy one. I don't want to be in the type of relationship you're in just to say that I'm in one. I don't want to have little badass, nappy-head-ass kids that, that you know, are, are struggling or they have to go through shit just because I just want kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that selfish of a person to say just because I want kids, I'm going to bring a kid into the world with anybody. But when I find that person... I want to be a mother. You know what I'm saying? So to answer your question, why don't I have kids? Because all y'all fuck niggas. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first on the gift of gab. We ain't having babies by the fuck boy. <laughs> Period. That's so let me, let me say, so, let me go to a little lighter note here for us since we talked about closure is I was in my twenties when I had these children. <laughs> And one of them niggas could fly in my 30s. I wouldn't even look at them motherfuckers. They don't even got my phone numbers, bitches. Because listen, I sure looked back and I was like, ooh, people who I dated in my 20s, they wouldn't even stand a chance now. Yeah, and then one of them, he he know it. He just don't even deal. He just buy always trying to spin the block. I always trying to spin the block. Always. You know what I realized in my 30s? I look back and I say, damn, all the ladies I know, we all out here trying to be healthy and fine and stuff. All the dudes fat. Like most of them fat. They don't look. <laughs> what I realized in my 30s is a lot of guys um, have taken social media so, uh, so literal. They're trying to appeal to other guys. Yes. Say that one more time. Who are they appealing to? Because it's not us. Other guys. I've never seen a group of men 
be so defensive and belittling towards women, but how can you approach women and belittle them at the same time? At the same time. Because they're so weird. It's so weird to me. They're different. This is a different type of man. Yes. For real. Yeah. And, and, and once, I, once I see you're that type of dude, dismissed. So, which leads me to my next question. It's, it's kind of twofold. And we've had this episode before, but what has dating been like in your 30s compared to your 20s? And is sex better in your 30s? I'm going to answer this one first. <laughs> dating has been so much fun in my 30s because I can do the picking and choosing. Yes! I do the picking and choosing. Like, I can know that you you everything in the world to me. Just like just like a man says, you can be the did did did, but if you ain't it, you ain't it. Right. You ain't it, you ain't it, baby. I'm sorry. So dating has been so much fun. And knowing exactly who you are makes you be treated better. When you mm-hmm. know yourself, you know, um, a lot of men sometimes they want you to come as a damsel in distress and then they don't build you up from they done build you up from square one. No, bitch, I came lit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. At 30, that's, that's how it is. Like, bitch, I knew who I was before you, during you, and I'm going to know after. You cannot, um, you know, hold my self-esteem in your hand. At 20, you probably could have. Right. Yep. But at 30, it's kind of like, I know who I am. I, I can do the picking and choosing. Sex is amazing <laughs> but it's scarce as fuck yes lord it's kind of like i ain't been it, but when i get it <laughs> get done <laughs> that's what's great is to me and no, then, once i get it that time it's kind of like shit i ain't even i don't even need it no more for a couple of you good for you <laughs> yeah I done got this size with the dick. I'm good. I'm good. Go off, Eden. What's up? Um, so I think I got to agree with Lisa. Um, dating in my 30s is so much more fun because, number one, I got my own money. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't finna try me on no foolishness. You ain't finna tell me which side of the menu I can order from. Like, no. Go away. Um, I can do the picking and choosing, like Lisa said. Um, you're dating. I'm. Just, you're dating more established people too. Yeah. The, the 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 choices are different. You don't have to deal with somebody who working at a fast food restaurant because he's only 22 and he's trying to get his feet wet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. You don't have to deal with that. Um, and then it's, it's unlimited for me, like. If I want to get on the plane and go on a date, I can. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah. can go wherever I want to go when I go on a date. It's it's, yeah. it's it's just there are so many there are so many or so less limitations to dating in my thirties. Um, sex, I'm gonna have to agree with Lisa. It's well, okay. So sex in my twenties, I've always been one of those people that liked older men. Yeah. So I've. For the most part, my sex life has been a pretty fair sex life since the wife you can to that. It's been a pretty fair sex life. Yes, but, I can agree to that. Lisa, we gotta fill you in <laughs> what we laughing so hard. 
we got to cut the recording off, Lisa, before we tell you that. <laughs> but as <laughs> soon as we stop, let me know. <laughs> we got you. Then you got to be a sister wife, too. Oh, God. You might be, because I feel like you got that vibe. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> in my 30s, again, the limits are endless. So if I want to go and have bomb ass sex on, on the beach in Mexico or Jamaica, I can and I wasn't doing that in my 20s you know if I want to you know let my balcony open my balcony door and fuck out it I can I ain't have no balcony in my 20s you feel me yes (laughs) (laughs) I and you okay so y'all know my dating life has been non-existent like for the last couple of years. So I haven't really been dating. Um I've come across a few guys but I agree with both of y'all like it's the it's the it's knowing that I have the power to say no. I don't want to deal with you after talking to you for the first fifteen minutes. I can say eh, I don't want to deal with you. I no longer feel like oh, but I can I can change him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to raise him. I don't want to heal him. I don't want to change him. Right. I'm like no, no, not 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 my thing. Not, you not my cup of tea. Gone on about my business. Sex definitely. Like in my early 30s, when I was kind of kicking it, was a lot better for me. And I say that because I know the word is freak. I hate freak, but I am highly intuitive with my sexuality. I know what I like. I know what I want. And I'm open to a lot of different things. And I went and I went, started going into sex with that in my mind. Like, boy, if you going to feel like I'm a hoe because... I'm, I want to try this or that. You ain't for me. Right. If you don't feel like you want to scandalize me because I'm okay with what I want to try in the bedroom, you're not for me. And I'm okay now with being honest about how I want sex to go, what I look for in sex. And mm-hmm. in my 20s, it was kind of just like, but he's nice. He's sweet. Yeah. Sex ain't that good, but he, you know, he good. Now I'd be like, boy. Mm-mm. I can't teach you nothing in your 30s. Your uncles, cousins, brothers, homeboys, all them shit. By the time you hit 30, you should know how to read a woman. How to, like You should be at least kind of exploring it. So in my 30s, I'm unapologetic about the sex that I like right. and the time that I spend with a guy when it comes to dating. I don't care if I've known you three weeks. If I'm off you, I'm off you. And I'm unapologetic about that because in my 20s like girls we always had to be with one guy right Right. it was you a hoe you you this you that if you if you are not just with one guy we didn't have the opportunity to just do what we wanted to do and not worried about being settled down in a relationship in my 30s I even tell the 20 something year olds I'm like listen I got two two things always protect yourself Right. Take a condom with you. I don't care what a boy thinks about you. I don't care how a dude feels about you. Carry your own condoms. You are not ready to have a baby. Be on some type of birth control because that's your baby at the end of the day. So I like in my 30s, I carry condoms. I recommend women carry condoms. I don't care. Do you take care of yourself? Be unapologetic about what you want in sex. Be unapologetic about how you want to give sex, the things you want to do, and be unapologetic about protecting yourself. Period. 
So that's the way. Absolutely. You I, agree I don't do it all, but let me try to do it like Pandora off a baby boy. You wait, you breaking up. I said, I don't agree with, I don't disagree with you at all, but let me find out you out here like Pandora off baby boy. Hey, you know I cut my hair, ball. Aromatherapy. <laughs> Somebody don't want to leave. <laughs> so as we're nearing here, the end of the episode, I got a few more questions for y'all. So um, just really quickly, and I'll start with Eden on this question. What advice would you give to 20-year-old Eden? Oh, 20 year old eating. Uh. Well, see, you know, back in my 20s, I wasn't eating then. Yeah, I, right. I was, I wasn't eating then. Um, I was still Charnel. Charnel. Yeah. So what advice would you, would you give 20? If she were sitting in front of you right now, what advice would you give? Slow down. Mm. Slow down. Um, Slow down and think. I was very spontaneous in my 20s, very spontaneous. So if I would just slow down, made more logical decisions, I think that even today would have been a lot further along yeah. if I would just slow down. Big Pat, what's up? Uh, for me, I would, I would say the same thing and just um I would say slow down I would say educate yourself a little bit more um think about the decisions you're making before you make them because sometimes they follow you a lot of things um they follow you even in your 30s they'll follow you um everything follows you as even if you don't know um, <coughs> what you do or where you you're going prioritize the life you're living at at that time like prioritize yourself um and give yourself credit for where you are um some mm-hmm. will some people will be ahead of you. Some people will be behind you. Mm-hmm. Give yourself credit because nobody knows where you started from. So give mm-hmm. yourself credit for wherever you are. Don't beat yourself up for not being where you want to be. Figure mm-hmm. out how to get there. That's you might have been talking to Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually thought about this question. Like really, really thought about this question. I think the biggest things I would tell young Gabby is you are enough mm. all by yourself. You were created with everything you need. It was, it was already put in you. So you are enough and don't feel like you are in a race against time. Time is going to happen. What I would tell young Gabby is be intentional about the way you use your time because you're never going to get it back. That doesn't mean don't have fun. It doesn't mean don't, you know, do be stupid and have fuck ups because I think those are necessary in life. But be intentional. That way, even if you do something stupid, you had the right intentions behind it. Mm -hmm. So be intentional and know that you are enough. I will tell you, all I did not start feeling like I was enough 
that I had enough to offer the world, that I had enough to offer me until my 30s. I didn't know what being enough was in my 20s. I didn't understand it. I didn't think I was. I didn't feel it because I felt broken for so long. So I would tell young Gabby, like, I don't care how broken you feel in this moment. You still got everything you need. It just feels a little harder to get to it, but you got everything you need. And exactly, I, I would, my final one would be exactly what Lisa said. Just because somebody is ahead of you doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be or you're not going to get there. Right. That's their lane. And that's what we have to learn to run your race in your lane. That's why you have the lane spelled out right for you because that's your lane to run, not theirs. You don't know what they went through to get where they are. They don't know what you went through to get where you are. So honor where you are because it took a lot to just get there. So I, I would definitely say that. Um, and then my last question is three things 30 taught has taught you so far. Your 30s has taught you so far. Three things. I'll start with Lisa. Okay. So one, 30 has taught me um, to live, mm. live life to the fullest, enjoy, enjoy your time. Like, you know, um, a lot of times we get so set into, um, we got to figure it out. We got to, you know, work. We got to save money. We got to, you know, live take a breather sometimes just stop everything you're doing every work is going to be there um everything you've already set up is is still going to be there so take a breather two it has taught me to um, love love myself everything and my imperfections flaws and all um all the fucked up things about me all the things that i probably wouldn't have told someone in my 20s um um be more aware of um my 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 feminine my body my you know um a lot of the times we don't like to talk about things like that as a as a woman um but my daughter is getting older so she's starting to develop as a woman so it's kind of like now it's kind of like be aware of your fem- femininity like know it um embrace it um because I have to teach this to my my girl you know because she's becoming a young lady right now um right right before my eyes I'm watching her develop you know into a woman so three it has taught me to save money yeah also spend that money yeah so treat yourself you're going to put some up, then you're going to go out and you're going to have them bottle, bottomless mimosas. Yes. You're going to take that shot for free when you, when you want to. You deserve it. You paid all them bills by yourself. You deserve it. That's right. It done taught me that. Save that money and then you spend. You take some time out for you to, to actually spend some of that money and enjoy yourself. Don't just be, oh, I'm hovering this for. I'm saving this emergency savings for yes, you got that. And guess what? You worked for it. Now enjoy the few enjoy the fruits of your labor for sure. Like these times too, what we're going through right now, like this pandemic has really taught me to really like in, enjoy myself and enjoy my 30s, like ravish in my 30s. Even if I've I'm I still feel like it's so much more 
that I'm 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 gonna do, I wanna do. Like just just enjoy it, man. Live, have fun, um, create. That's yes. what um your creative space. Get in your creative space, your creative mind right now. We're we're in the the uh most influential time for black entrepreneurship. This is the yes. time right now to start whatever business you were thinking about. Like we living in that viral moment. Like this is the time right now to to do everything you you ever thought about. So yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Eden, what you got? Three things that is just taught you. Okay. My 30s have taught me to give my younger sisters and brothers grace. Yes. Um, because when I look back at my 20s, baby, I did <laughs> stuff. And I know I wasn't always easy to deal with, especially to the people who are close to me, the, the, the important people in my life. I wasn't easy to deal with in my 20s, especially my early 20s, baby. I was something else. So I've learned to give people grace. Um, I've learned that most people are going to do what they want to do anyway. They're not going to take heed to your advice, even though you give, them, give it. But what I have learned is that all of the advice that I got in my 20s when I was out here wilding, I've always looked back at it when that when that aha moment hit me and I've taken heed to it. So it, it's not to say that it'll always go unnoticed. So I've learned to give my advice and then give grace, you know? Um, so that's one. Two is um, saving money. I've learned how to save money um and be more responsible with my money mm. starting a business is expensive and you have to yeah. pay baby baby <laughs> let me tell you something hey, got way too much money than from me then i wanted to <laughs> <help them. laughs> michael i've amazon all of these folks yes, so having to manage my money in this time of starting Pretty Girls Paint, starting the other projects that I'm working on, it has been a struggle financially to get myself to a place where I'm comfortable with still with my wants. Which I don't know, I smoke. I, I'm not going to stop smoking. Listen, baby. If I don't buy nothing else, I'm going to buy me some, uh, some uh, herbs. Uh -huh. Oh. And we support the use of marijuana here at uh, the Gift of Gab. Let me let me put that out there wholeheartedly. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm gonna definitely get me some dispensary. You hear me? What you saying, Lisa? Pat is working on a dispensary. You hear me? Yes. Say less, cause when you ready, let me know, honey. Let me know. I'm actually working on a um a line up for accessories, smoke accessories. So yeah. let me know. Go I'm trying to get this Florida, you know, right, you know, the Florida laws they have with it. I'm trying to get past that. People that work for the Department of Agriculture, we're going to link up. Let me know because then I'm going to go to Cannabis College in October. So when yes. I see, big in, I energy. Because I want to learn the business part first. Of course, I don't want to cultivate marijuana because I'm going to smoke it all. It's <laughs> 
Well, when you need a tester, let me know. I can be oh, a sampler. Yes, I will be a sampler for you. I will so, be a sampler. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> plan for sure. But yes, yeah, so, okay. So one is um, getting people grades. Two is financial literacy um, and learning how to budget and, and just save money and all that great stuff. And then three is, let's see. Staying humble, staying humble, because I noticed like Gabby, you talked about feeling like you were not enough. And I've always felt like I was just too much, baby. You couldn't tell me I wouldn't eat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there have been times in my life where I had to sit back and think like, sis, it is not you. Like everything that I am, everything that I've done, all of my accomplishments only come from God. And so I've, I've caught myself taking credit for something that I don't have the right mm-hmm. to take credit for, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn to humble myself because when you when you think too highly of yourself, sometimes it's, it's not coming from a good place. Or when you think you're coming from a good place, you could project a, a message or you could give someone else a feeling that you weren't even intending to give just because mm-hmm. of how you about yourself when it ain't even that deep for you sis you know so I had to sit back and think Sharonza you you not all that you think you are like calm down sit back and let God do his work in you because if you keep trying to do yourself you're not gonna get what you're looking for you know absolutely thank you thank you thank you that whoo y'all whoo y'all left a big hill to climb here (laughs) um so I would definitely say my 30s brought grace. And, and I always talk to Sharonza about what I understood when I hit 30 was life has a lot of life in. There's a lot of life in going on. In your 20s, you're kind of wilding now, you're kind of doing your thing. So you ain't really thinking about how life is happening. But, you know, 30s, pandemic, dating trying to stay healthy, finances, all those things. So I've learned to give people a lot of grace because we all out here trying to figure it out, right? Some of us are just a little bit quicker than others. You give everybody grace. Um, I've learned that I have the power to say no and mean it. No is a full sentence. No. And I, and I mean that in every capacity of my life, that's with dating, that's with a job, that's with family members. If I say no, it is a no. That's that's the end. And furthermore, I don't owe you a reason why it is no. That is something big for me in my 30s that I learned because they kind of you kind of learn in your early years, like, you know, childhood, teenage, that you got to give an explanation behind your no. At 30, 32, I think it was like 32. I was like, oh yeah, I could just say no yeah. and not give you anything. You figure out when you when you would ask your mom why, when she said no, it's because I said so. Because I said so. <laughs> I remember I asked my mama why one day, my mama said, you don't ask me why I say yeah, get it out my face. Yeah. You That's true. <laughs> somebody say yes so why the hell are you questioning my no you asked me a question i gave you an answer get out of my face bye no. that's it yep no she and, said that shit quit you ain't asked me why i said yes oh, it's very God. true i have i have learned to say no unapologetically and i would say 
you know, I touched on this during the um, during this episode. Value my alone time. Mm-hmm. Value my alone time because your alone time. Value you. Value me. Yeah. Yeah, because when I because when life happens, when a baby comes, a, a relationship comes. Yes, it's going to be really hard to carve that out. It's necessary. Well, you're going to be a lot more cumbersome to to carve it out when you are responsible for the lives of other people or being a partner to someone else. So really get a grip on my alone time now so that when I enter into a partnership with somebody, I can say, hey, listen, this is required. Love you, want to be with you, want to grow old with you, but you got to let me have my alone time because see, I've gotten accustomed to enjoying me being alone. And if I can't get that, then you're going to have a hard time being with me. So let me get my alone time. And I was Gabby before this and before this kid. Exactly. Okay. I need to be her. I need to be her. Yep. That is, that is huge. And, and that's one of the things that I, you know, I hear a lot of women say, and I, and I don't look down on it. I, I get it. I get where they're coming from, but women, you know, are like, I've heard a lot of women in my lifetime, like, you know, they're always with their kids. They always have their kids with them. They're always doing so. And I'm like, but what about you? Well, I got kids. And I'm like, but if you are being the best you for you, you can't be the best you for them. Boom. And I understand that in my alone time, like I wouldn't have understood that with a baby at 20 something when I wanted one, 25. But in my thirties, I understand that if I am not good to Gabby I cannot fully be good to somebody else my best friend had to break that down for me because every time I would hang out I would ask her but hey let's go do something let's take the kids let's take the kids and she she would always be like fuck them kids I done took them everywhere I'm not breaking that's that's super important. I'm gonna start seeing my god babies because we weren't planning no day out with the kids. My friend was like, "No, I need away time from them." <laughs> you gotta you gotta be you gotta have time to be you. But listen, y'all, I so appreciate y'all. I hope y'all come back for more. I have more episodes rolling out that I would love to have you to be a part of. I I sincerely appreciate y'all energy. And let me just tell y'all. I needed this extra energy today because everything my family is currently going through and I know both of y'all are y'all know and I cannot thank y'all enough like this ain't even gift of gab talking this is Gabby y'all friend telling y'all I needed y'all energy today and I love y'all for it I thank y'all for it so much I cannot wait to have y'all back um let the people know where they can find y'all because I don't want to start crying so y'all talk right you got me back to cry firsthand because of you know Yep. Um, so yes, absolutely. And I, I, of course, anytime you need me to pull up, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. Same. You know, I'm not doing it. But uh, you can tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Even the artist E D E N T H E E A R T I S T. Um, You can also find my. Facebook and Instagram business page, Pretty Girls Paint. So there's that. Yes, and y'all see Eden got her some of her work behind her. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she did. I think that girl probably did that in like two minutes. Wow. 
Let me tell y'all. She drew so fast. She was like, Gabby, I'm going to draw this. And the next thing I know, she drew it. Very talented. Super talented. So I, I would encourage you all to, to get on the Pretty Girls Paint train. Um, Big Pat, tell the people where they can find you at. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Pat LaFleur on Facebook. Um, Instagram, I have two. I have, of course, my blog, which is Pat underscore LaFleur. And that's where I kind of show off my retail, which is at Multifaceted Dreams, where yes. you can find um, some of my clothing. Um, then, you know, you can find all of us just popping our shit everywhere, everywhere we get. <laughs> Everywhere we can be, we popping our shit. And let me tell y'all, don't, don't be like me buying clothes from multifaceted, okay? Because I'd be like, okay, Lisa, I need a large. She'd be like, bitch, I'm sold out. Girl, you just put this up there like two minutes ago. Oh, girl, that's how, you know, because every time I tried to order something, it was sold out too. But don't worry, because I'm going to wait. I'm going to catch something one of these days. Don't you worry. Girl, you gotta like, you gotta like text her like before she advertises and stuff. Like, put it to the side for me. I don't care what you got. That's what I have to start doing because I've been on Lisa's site like six times in the last fucking two weeks, and I can't get nothing I want off of it. Big energy. Then you Big got energy. everything I have on hand right now too. But I'm okay. gonna drop new new inventory next week, so then I'll send you guys everything first before I. <laughs> Before I post it on my posh, y'all hear me here now. Before I post, yes. it, before I post it on anything, I'm gonna send it. And next next podcast we on, I'm gonna be wearing some multifaceted. Yes. All of us, all of us, let's do it. Let's make this That's happen. Your multifaceted podcast. Yes. Just let's so do you. it. Hey, I'm still waiting on my eating um painting to go behind me. So. That's coming soon. I, you know, I just got into this studio. Literally, I've been in this studio for a week now. Actually, a week and two days. I moved in on the thirteenth, so all my stuff is still packed in boxes. But it's coming. I promise you, it's coming. <laughs> well, thank God you you know how to unpack your whole house. My house still packed. Basically, <laughs> what's going on? Um, my mama came up here, girl. My mama came up and unpacked most of my stuff. As a matter of fact, the only thing I was responsible for unpacking is my studio, which is why it's still packed up. That is crazy. Listen, I love y'all for being here with me. Yes. I appreciate y'all. As always, this is the gift of Gab. I am your host, Gab. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Love y'all.